Hey, everybody. This is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. I'm here with Ryan this week. How you doing, Ryan? Doing well. How are you, Ricky? Doing pretty good. It's it's the end of the weekend, which is a little frustrating. But uh, you know, I started my weekend with podcasting, and now I'm ending it with podcasting. Yeah. So no reason to complain about that. So we are talking Space Jam. This is the new Space Jam. Uh, if you have a subscription to HBO Max, you should be able to see this one. This is with LeBron James. Uh, and it's also recently released in theaters just this Friday, a couple days ago. So uh, Ryan and I have watched through Space Jam. We've got some topping points and some things that we liked or didn't like about it. Uh, there will be spoilers. So heads up. Uh, it's I mean, it's not a storyline intensive movie, so the spoilers aren't going to be awful. But I'm sure we will point out a couple of things that are very clearly spoilers. So just a heads up on that. And Ryan, you said what was your take on this um it's very much for the kids yeah no question there um and i see where they they threw in some stuff that to entertain the adults um but uh, i mean overall i found it i found it hard to pay attention to i mean like maybe halfway through the movie i was already playing on your phone and that kind of thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah i I get that. I've got a Nintendo Switch, my Nintendo DS, and my phone right there in front of me while I'm watching movies and stuff. So I get that pain or that uh, struggle. I get that struggle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One of the things you mentioned, it's for kids. And I kind of liked the way they brought together the jock and the nerd kids in this. LeBron James kind of acted like the jock uh, type. And then his kid was very nerdy and he was developing video games. And at the beginning of the movie, LeBron didn't really understand how that equated to hard work. But by the end, it was just, I really liked the, that the jocks and the nerds came together in this movie rather than fighting each other. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, it is definitely that father son um, story. I mean, yeah, father's trying to push the son. The son is doing something that father doesn't understand really. Right, and he's trying to push him. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of kids have that that feeling with their. I mean, if their dads were into ath- athletics when they were in high school, I mean, they're always trying to push their kids. Like, let's you know, go play some basketball. They get them mm-hmm. into sports and stuff. But then um, they definitely try to find that boundary where it's like not a boundary, but they 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 like um like you said the jock and the nerds like mm-hmm. they support the kids even though his father doesn't understand him they still kind of flesh out that storyline and they make bring it to a point where they are still working together they are still working towards a united benefit i guess yeah definitely yeah and it it, it was nice to it was a story of just like basically yeah the the guy the the jock wanting to uh, push him into sports and then they became he became more understanding of his son and his passions in life and uh, yeah yeah it was a decent storyline I, I didn't mind that at all yes you know th- it was flawed there were a lot of boring kitty parts of this movie there were also a lot of things that i really kind of liked and you mentioned parts for the adults and there were all these like different warner brothers uh properties kind of coming into it we see rick and morty at some point which uh, kind of questionable. I don't know if we should have Rick and Morty in the kids Space Jam movie, but we see the Game of Thrones. We see the Iron Giant. Did you ever see Ready Player One? 
Yes, uh, that that's exactly what it reminded me of. Uh, yeah, and I actually read online that uh, one of the names that the public had given this movie before it came out was Ready Player Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that point where the Iron Giant came by and King Kong. I I don't know what it was about Ready Player One, but I loved that movie. Uh, I even went out and I got the audio book. I listened to the audio book. Uh, that, oh, that movie spoke to me. And I, I'm not going to say it was one of the best movies that came out that year, but it, it was my niche. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was our generation's niche for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was, it, you know, it was King Kong and Jurassic Park and all of these great movies that we grew up with. And it was just mm -hmm. all combined into one. I mean, I can't say any, any better things about Ready Player One being yeah but it definitely had that those aspects to it and at first at first i kind of forgot about ready player one and i was like man they're just kind of like piggybacking off of all of these great films that they have access to like, yep they're like how can we make this film a little more interesting and it did in it did add more interest to me actually but um definitely like at the end when they're when they're playing the basketball game Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite things to do was to not watch the basketball game, but to see who I could see in the crowd. Yes. Yeah, I was definitely paying attention to the crowd. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I saw Space Ghost. Oh yeah, uh, I saw yeah. the Flying Monkey from Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, the Jim Carrey's The Mask was in there. Yeah, uh, I wasn't paying as good of attention as you were. <laughs> Um, who else is there? Oh, apparently there was, um, I had read online. I did not see them. Um, but the clockwork orange gang was in there as well. Oh, that the, uh, like the Brugs or what something. I think they're yeah. the Brugs. Oh, I can't remember. And then, um, something that I thought was kind of interesting was they put the clown from it. Like, I did see clown. that. And I was, he like, was hanging out with the, uh, the game of Thrones zombies. Yes. It was weird to see horror movie characters in a kid-friendly show. Yeah, and I think that was kind of for the adults, like you said. Definitely. Okay. Do you remember the soundtrack from the original Space Jam? Of course I do. It of course huge. you do, yeah. huge when we were kids. I didn't notice as many songs coming up for this one, but the whole time I was just like, everybody get up. It's time to jam now. We got that real time going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Jam. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and I did I did watch the the 1996 Space Jam. With oh, yeah. Before before I watching the new one. And I didn't realize like they had that song. They made it had like four songs total. Like, Fly like an eagle. That was played like seven different times throughout that whole movie. <laughs> it, like that's how the merchandising really worked back then. Like CDs and music was a huge part of getting more money in. So I think they were hoping to sell those Space Jam CDs like crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure they did. Uh, mm -hmm. That'd be an interesting fact to look up. I should have looked that up. <laughs> uh Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Oh, okay. What was your favorite crossover moment where uh, with other WB like sitcoms where they kind of had to go get? Uh, they got Lola Bunny from Wonder Woman, mm. and they got like every, the characters just kind of hanging out in other WB movies. 
did you have a moment that was your favorite? Um, I really liked, um, I don't know. I just liked the Daffy Duck when he was trying to save the train from the Metropolis. Oh, and yeah, Superman. Uh, Wiley Coyote was in the Mad Max world. Oh, that's true. That one was cool. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road, another one of my favorite movies that's come out recently. It's like putting a bottle rocket right up your tuchus and just... <laughs> it is action the whole time. I love that movie. That was I have to watch that again because I don't I don't even think I've seen the original one actually. No, uh, I'm just talking about Fury Road. That's the most recent one. Oh, okay. And that's that one is Tom Hardy, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That is on HBO Max right now. I'm pretty sure and worth watching. Yeah, for sure. So, algorithm. They actually turned the word algorithm into like this character's rap name. Right. <laughs> that that was rough for me. I couldn't. Every and also, I've seen Ali G a million right. times. So I was thinking about Sasha Barra Cohen and his Ali G every time like the uh, the subtitles came up. Yeah, I and me being I'm such an animal person. I have like three aquariums in my house. So <laughs> every time they said algae, I just thought of algae. <laughs> I I didn't catch that one. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it was kind of off-putting as far as the, I don't know. It was an interesting take for a name. Yeah, I think it, they're trying to kind of... Uh, name. Yeah, they're working like to to get, so or I don't know, like all the different slang and meme speak and all these different things that all the kids are doing these days. I think they were trying to appeal to that. Uh, I gotcha, yeah. They're just trying to be hip. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Algae Rhythm, uh, that was Don Cheadle, right? Yes. What did you think of that character in general? Uh, um, I, I, it was interesting how they went from outer space in the first movie to cyberspace. Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, but, um, you know, Don, yes. Don Cheadle. Um, I, I think he's a really good actor. I think mm -hmm. he played the part and he did a really good job um not i mean again not really a fan of uh the that character yeah the character i guess he's kind of the same with most of the movie in general it's just not as detailed as he could be he's just kind of this weird evil guy that like almost usurps lebron james's kid mm -hmm. uh, i didn't think he was very subtle i didn't think i just didn't think it was a very good character by the end of the game, he's he's actually involved himself in the basketball game, and he's actively cheating to try and win. Right. It just it was the villain was not great. As far as like an algorithm sucking kids into the cyberverse, which is exactly what our phones do. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely a couple moments. Uh, I think like early on. Uh, when the, they were talking about the kids app and how everybody's going to be using it. They had a couple of interesting social commentaries that I don't think the kids are going to get. Right. But uh, it was definitely a lot of just kind of technology taking over the world kind of subtext. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how prevalent is it is in our everyday lives, basically. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, one thing so I don't know if I liked it or not. 
I will say it's interesting. Uh, in the original Space Jam, it was Michael Jordan, and he was in Toon World. But in this new weird cyber version, it was almost like the Toons came to the real world. It was more of a digital... <sighs> but I don't even know where I'm going with this. Uh, were you put off by the weird puppet animation? Um... Like... We had a few close-ups of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Lola Bunny, and they looked more like puppets than they did animations. When they became three-dimensional? Yes, the for the basketball game. Yes. Uh, it was a little off-putting, but I still think they did a good job mm -hmm. with animation. But it was just, I mean, me being older and watching Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all them through my childhood, um, it was, again, just like the... Uh, uh, it was fine the way it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I haven't gotten to this uh, question yet. The old Looney Tunes, like not Space Jam, but the legitimate old Looney Tunes. What was your favorite characters or cartoon on that? It was definitely um, Tom and Jerry and Daffy Duck. Yes, I loved Tom and Jerry. Uh, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. I really like them. And I like looking back, I have no idea why that appealed to me, but Marvin, the Martian might've been my favorite. And that one definitely, I understand why I liked that one so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you like that one so much? Uh, it's very sarcastic. I guess they're all really sarcastic. Uh, I like the space setting. The space setting was really cool. Yeah. Um, he's kind of understated. He doesn't talk that much. Uh, and he also does a lot of the, like, holding up signs to talk, which, mm. when I think about it, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny do that all the time, too. <laughs> but I just really liked Marvin the Martian, maybe because I thought that made me weird. Yeah. Like, just because he was the the one that was out in outer space, and if I like him, that makes me weird, and I wanted to identify as being weird. Right, right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Set, set apart <laughs> from, from everybody else that loves Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Um. I want to ask you a question. How do you feel about the changes they made? So uh, they made changes to um, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. They don't carry guns anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, about that? I, I'm pretty much completely fine with it. Yeah. Uh, there were, I hadn't, I didn't notice that uh, those two weren't carrying guns, but I remember when space, this was first announced, there was a lot of talk about Pepe Le Pew getting canceled. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Pepe Le Pew either has to be canceled or he has to be completely changed uh, in 2021. That's just my opinion. He was so creepy and everything. Creepy. What's that? He was definitely creepy. Yeah. I think my take on that situation with Pepe Le Pew would be like, I was kind of upset that he wasn't in the movie. Like, mm -hmm. you can keep the character around, but maybe teach instead of just taking him out of the equation like have somebody slap him have somebody right. like just give him some away. consequences maybe show show the kids that are watching it because it's not like they're not going to come across someone creepy in real life sure so maybe just teach them how to deal with that situation instead. yeah i think that's that, my take on that there's a lot of people that are calling it censorship or that kind of thing and i don't think it's censorship i think that we are realizing that some of our choices in the past aren't quite acceptable, like making a cartoon animal that's a little bit rapey. And 
and we're changing that. We're either eliminating it or we're altering it or whatever. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a weird topic for a cartoon, <laughs> but uh, it's, I also I, think that was important to get to. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, on Yosemite Sam, like, I don't know. They, they should have guns. I yeah. Mean, they have more important. A and a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. They have other personality aspects than having a gun. Right. It's not just being kind of rapey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the awkward topics, uh, the announcers, did you notice anything weird about the announcers at the basketball game? Um, no, I didn't recognize anything weird. Uh, well, one of them was this hipster, cool African-American guy who's like on top of everything and being super cool. And then there was this old curmudgeonly white guy wearing a suit. He's like, I don't think they're following the rules. So it was just, I thought that was kind of a cheap, just a cheap tactic for, uh, for the announcers. It's just kind of, here's this cool, hip, young guy. Here's this old fogey guy. Um, it felt a little cheap. each other. Yeah. Okay. I did recognize the, the, the one announcer, the black announcer mm -hmm. in a movie. I think I saw him in a Kevin Hart movie. You're not yeah, a I've... Kevin Hart fan, are you? Not really. Yeah. I recognize that guy, but I didn't know who he was. Let's see if I can find it real fast. I thought, what was his name? Wayne Knight? Uh, he played in the first Space Jam. Um, he played, um, it was like Michael Jordan's handler. He was Newman from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought he passed away. Yeah, I haven't heard anything, but he has not. No, apparently not. I mean, from what I could find on the internet, but I swore I swore I saw an interview with Seinfeld and he had talked about how sad it was to lose him as a <laughs> as an actor. And I was like, wait, he passed away? And then I found out he didn't pass away. It was very uh it was a surprise. Mm -hmm. wow that's awesome yeah <laughs> I, I like Newman to write him on Twitter and be like I'm so glad you're alive I thought you were dead man <laughs> it probably wouldn't go over well I know right <laughs> and he was also a main character in Jurassic Park yes for sure those are really the only two things that I know him from alright I'm looking I can only find Michael Tatum as the announcer and that was the goofy old fogey guy. Oh. So this movie was kind of cut into two different halves. There was the first half where they're collecting all of the tunes and all of that. And then the back half of the movie was the basketball game. How did you like the basketball game? It was kind of the, I mean, like I said, halfway through, I was kind of browsing. On my phone. <laughs> yeah. I kind of lost interest. Um, and then... Honestly, like the basketball game, I knew. So I had a problem with, and I didn't have very high expectations, but with LeBron's acting in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, and it started like right in the beginning when uh, the mom comes out and it's like dinner's ready. And then he's like, oh, meatballs and spaghetti are my favorite. And I was just like, oh, they're so lame. Like he said, <laughs> it's so lame. And it was cut weird. And um, I thought, yeah. So as soon as they went to the real life basketball game, 
I knew he, LeBron was going to be put back into the movie. And the yeah. Movie. But at the same time, I knew he's going to be doing something more in his element, which was playing basketball. So that was a little mm-hmm. better. Yeah. The first half of the basketball game where the tune squad was getting beat up on, I thought that was just super boring. I wasn't yeah, interested. And, and it wasn't even um, a real basketball game. You know, it was yeah. a game with style points and the score was like 66 to 1,000. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Uh, I did like that Michael Jordan fake out in the middle. I feel like this is probably the biggest spoiler, so I apologize to everyone. But uh, that Michael Jordan fake out during halftime. Mm-hmm. They were like, number 23, six foot six from North Carolina. I'm like, oh, don't. Don't don't put Michael Jordan in this. Don't do it, guys. That is such a crutch. That is such bad storytelling. Don't do it. And then Michael B. Jordan, the actor, comes out. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, they got me. They got me. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. What were some of the other? Do you have any other like favorite funny moments of uh, of the show? Um. Um, that's kind of bad that I don't. I have one, and it was um, Marvin when he when he crashed his ship down, and then Bugs Bunny and LeBron stole his ship. Um, Marvin, Marvin, uh, the Martian pulled out his ray gun, and he was switching through the settings on his ray gun, and uh, each different setting was a different type of ray, and then he got to one that said Charles Ray which is a reference to Ray Charles. I thought that uh-huh. was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out what that, if you got hit by that, would it, would it just make you blind? <laughs> <laughs> and give you amazing musical talents. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, and you know, there were a lot of really funny little jokes like that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't pay enough attention to write them down. There are a lot of just little quips and little things like that. Yeah. The other one was... Um in the basketball game the granny uh scores a uh, a basket yep and she says game blouse or uh score blouses or game blouses yeah and which was um a reference i feel like to uh, a dave Chappelle skit where he dresses up as prince and uh they they show prince like because uh they joke because of what prince usually wears which is mm-hmm. like women's blouses right so he dunks the basketball and then prince says game blouses man if they put a Chappelle show reference in here that would be amazing right i yeah i, I was like man that, that was good uh there was a part of this movie that i'm a little ashamed to say made me emotional oh really yes uh during the halftime uh, if you remember the first Space Jam during halftime, they were getting crushed as well. And Michael gave them, or Michael Jordan gave everybody a water bottle that said Michael's secret stuff. And then they got like uh, confident in themselves and they were able to beat the goon squad that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this one, it was Le- LeBron James. The entire first half of the um, of the basketball game, he was going, we got to use fundamentals. We got to do this we got to do that we got to play good hard basketball that's how we're going to win and going into the halftime they're down by a thousand points and michael jordan starts going okay well my way isn't going to work what's going to work 
And then he kind of allows the Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes to be themselves. He allows them to be Looney, which is kind of like him connecting with his son. His son doesn't have to be this expert basketball player. His son can be a little goofy and a little weird and still succeed. Right. And I was watching that and I was like, oh, this is actually a really sweet moment. Yeah, that was I do. I do agree with you. That was a very sweet moment. For him to realize what he was doing wrong in his parenting through this through this moment. Right. Um I am running low on notes. Is there anything else that you thought was really interesting or worth talking about? You know, honestly, I didn't realize that Billy West used to do voices of uh, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. He did the voices of them on the first one. Really? Uh, yeah. And that's the guy that does Fry, right? Like Fry yeah. from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, that is cool. Gabriel Iglesias is actually the voice of Speedy Gonzalez in this new movie. You know, I've been looking through the cast. I've got another window open on my computer, and I'm looking through the cast, and I keep seeing Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's what? No, <laughs> he must have been in the crowd somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I would say Speedy Gonzalez was a little, uh, he was like more Hispanic in this movie than he has been in old cartoons, the other Space Jam. He seemed to be a little more ethnic, which I thought was very interesting and probably a good thing. Right. Yeah. I think they're trying to play into the, um, the diverse diversity. Yeah. And not just kind of. Uh, whitewashing everything they're kind of they're making a nice blend yeah um what is uh um what do I have oh it was interesting to look up i thought the first space jam was actually the first to kind of integrate like live action and cartoons Mm -hmm. but it was actually i think who framed roger rabbit yes yeah 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 did you see that one i did yeah a long time ago yeah um and then it was like and then it was uh space jam in 1996 and then looney tunes came out with a back in action with brendan fraser in like 2003 yeah i remember that brendan fraser yeah he's been gone from show business for a long time um another interesting a couple interesting facts is uh tweety the voice of Tweety Bird is really the only one returning from the original movie. Really? Yeah. And then... Um, Everybody else has a new voice. Yep, pretty much. Um, a guy named um, Eric Bauza. He voiced Daffy, Porky Pig, Elmer, Foghorn, and Marv in the Martian. And then... Um, Jeff Bergman did Bugs Bunny. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see... Oh, it looks like he's done a lot of Bugs Bunny. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he did uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Looney Tunes, Rabbit Run, Wabbit. <laughs> so um, I think that he's kind of the current Bugs Bunny. Another, another little Easter egg I read was um, Marvin's ship number was labeled uh, A113, mm-hmm. which is actually one of the... Um, classroom numbers of the california institute of arts where a lot of the people in animation today have studied animation so i thought that was kind of interesting 
you know, the more movies and everything I watch, the more I realize there are no random art. There's no random anything like that. If there's a number on a ship, if there's a classroom number, it all means something to someone. Yeah. And it's crazy how in depth it goes, how, how much backstory there is on some of these things. Um, so there was the, the like the last shot of the game, the last action where uh, LeBron James is trying to get past all of the cheating uh, goon squad. And he ends up like, uh, he basically ends up cheating himself. His son is throwing warp pads at him. Uh, he's, he glitched out the entire game. That's what he did. He glitched out the uh, pretty much everybody. I thought that was just so cheesy. Oh yeah. Like they're finally they're finally able to get a competitive score. The other team starts cheating. They start cheating, but they do a smarter form of cheating, I guess. And then all of a sudden his son throws a warp pad at him. I I hated that ending. Yeah. Uh, it was not a it was not my favorite ending. Uh, I mean obviously it wasn't my favorite film, so <laughs> <laughs> it was um it was not, I mean, pretty much my favorite part of the film was everything leading up to the basketball. I agree. There was a lot of just a lot of subtle jokes, a lot of, that's where most of the adult humor was. Yes. There was a lot. I mean, that's why I was looking in the crowd for most of, I mean, most of that basketball game was just trying to find, I mean, there was the Flintstones and the Jetsons and everybody. And, you know, if you have to watch this movie with your kid or you know, a girlfriend that's making you watch bad movies, something like that. You can spend a lot of the time watching the crowd. There's, there's something to that. Yeah, there definitely. There's, there's enough there for you to, to, to not want to hate it. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, it's, it keeps it from being hateable. Yeah. It's, it's not a great movie. I'm not going to try and watch it three or four more times before it goes off of HBO, but it's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, I remember my mom, my mom always references how bad the Pokemon movie was when she took me. She how dare she? God. How dare she? <laughs> that is, how dare she? So it wasn't, it, it wasn't like that for, for me, at least. <laughs> oh man, I bet watching the Pokemon movie. I mean, now as an adult, I could still have enough connection with everything, but just all these weird creatures getting together in this giant arena and fighting. And yeah. like, I think Ash gets exploded at some point, but he doesn't, nothing bad happens to him. Right. All these orbs start flowing out of yeah. these Pokemon and then revive him. I should probably apologize to my mom too. <laughs> it was a sweet gesture. We're yeah. all going to have to go through it one day if we have children. Children. <laughs> All right, I think I am good to go. I've got all of my notes out. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think I got them all out as well. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Do you want to mention your Instagram? Um, sure. Yeah, you can. Um, I am an artist as well, a visual artist. I do mostly digital work nowadays because I'm running around a room on my walls for actual paintings. So, um, yeah, you can find um, most of my artwork on alva fox at instagram so it's at a-l-v-a-f-o-x-x awesome uh and ryan's walls are full of his art but it's be it's in front of me so you guys can't see it it should be behind me 
but I am looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different paintings right in front of me that Ryan has made. He does an excellent job. Uh, you've kind of been doing some like weird squid octopus stuff lately, right? Um, actually, lately I've been doing portraits. Oh, um, okay. Celebrity portraits. Like I started uh, Dave Chappelle and um, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. That's um, cool. And I know that you do pet portraits as well. So if somebody wants a portrait of their pet, you absolutely. might be a good person to go to. Yeah, definitely contact me on Instagram. Um, commissions are open. I'm always open to commissions at this point. So, yeah, uh, take a look at Ryan's Instagram. I I got to live with him for a while. I got to see a lot of these things come to creation. And he is a very good artist. So look at that Alva Fox Instagram. Yeah, appreciate that. All right. Well, this is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and Ryan Alva Fox from Instagram saying goodbye. Thanks for coming with.